Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Tracy Morgan, of course, with you in our half hour that we get to talk to great professionals in and around the area. And today we're talking jobs again. Lisa Gard is with us with specialized staffing and industry recruiters. And we're going to be talking about going back into that workplace, whether your job has done it or not, whether you enjoy it or not, a lot of places are. So we're going to do that today. Hey, uh, real quick, though, before I welcome Lisa into the program, different ways that you can listen because you do have the app that goes on your smartphone. You have Alexa-powered devices. You have the option with listening to our stream online at WISR680.com. You have that option as well. And if you need to leave us at some point today and you'd like to listen to this program again in its entirety, we have this on our podcast page of our website. So you go to WISR680.com. And then you would pick programs, let's talk, and that's where you're going to find specialized staffing and industry recruiters. All right, Miss Lisa Gard, how are you doing today? Doing great, Tracy. How about you? Doing fine, doing fine. So again, you are one of my favorite guests because you're talking about jobs and workplaces and it's always that first question I, well, not always, but I've been asking you for the past year, where are we right now? Yeah, well, and it's always great to be here and I always love talking about this it's like my life so but now we're seeing we're still seeing a lot of jobs coming in we're seeing a lot of growth um in turn and across all industries i mean we're seeing lots of requests from manufacturing we're seeing lots of requests from service from healthcare, from retail services so it really is still you know pretty strong so we are talking about returning to the workplace today. So the first overall general question, are more and more workplaces doing this? Yes, absolutely. And have been for quite some time. And I know we have spent the past year talking about, you know, mostly remote work, but there are, and there are businesses and organizations who never did go remote, who continued to you know, go to work in the workplace, but more and more companies are returning to not, if not full-time back on site, at least part-time back on site. So I thought it would be pretty interesting to start taking a look at that. And, you know, I started looking into this and I, I found a recent study by a company called Steelcase that said 54% of U.S. workers actually expect to go back to work and really only work from home one day or even less, 54. So over half of U.S. workers actually do expect to return to work. And only 26% of U.S. workers expect to work from home two to three days a week. And less than 20% really expect to work from home four or five days a week. So you can see that even the expectations of, people who work here in the United States are that will be returning to the workplace. But even in that study, doesn't that still indicate a a bit of a switch on where we were pre-pandemic? Because if if somebody even works at home one day a week, that's a difference Mm -hmm. for a lot of people because we used to have to be in the workplace five or sometimes six, depending on your job, six days a week. Yep, absolutely. And definitely the trend is going to more of a flexible work. Uh, work arrangement like that, where you're working from home a few days a week. But, you know, when you look at that, over half of workers in the United States, though, expect that they're just going back to work full time. 
And, and so, not work full time, but to the, yeah, yeah, to yeah. The workplace. Yeah. So that switch really hasn't taken place in full yet. Like not all workplaces are, I, let me put it this way. I don't want to say that um, they're not all back in place. Have, have employers solidified what their future will look like? Because again, some are still offering remote work. Right. And in my experience, most of the companies I'm working with locally and regionally have solidified that. They have identified what they're going to do, whether that is a full return to the workplace or a partial return to the workplace. And those who are returning to the workplace are doing it in phases. Okay, explain that a little bit if you don't mind. Yeah, so they're not just saying, okay, as of August 1st, everybody's back in the workplace. So they may be bringing in partial departments first. They may be bringing in whole departments first. They may be bringing in people back in shifts and staggered shifts. They're doing it gradually. They're not. Most companies I'm working with are doing it gradually. They're phasing it back in. So do you think that workplaces are, are finding that people want to come back to work? Because there's a difference between wanting and expecting. So are right, people wanting right. to come back? <laughs> You're absolutely right. And actually, you know, it's kind of through this whole thing, I have talked to so many people who really don't want to work remotely. They don't, you know, not everyone wants to work remotely. In fact, there are a large number of people who really want to return for, to the workplace. And um, according to a study by the Society for Human Resource Management, 80% of those workers, the ones who do want to return to work, are saying communication is one of the most important factors affecting their desire to want to come back to work. But um, what I'm seeing and hearing from people I'm talking to is more related to a sense of belonging, um, a sense of collaboration, missing being out and having, let's face it, like adult conversations mm -hmm, because mm -hmm, they're yeah, at home with yeah. their kids, you know. So I'm talking to more and more people who are super ready to go back to the workplace. It's not for, you know, 100%, at least partially. When, I don't know if this is a connection that, that um, I can make, so please correct me if I'm wrong. When you're talking about communication being very key to people wanting to go back to work, what are people looking for in a job nowadays? Are they wanting the communication or they want flexibility or are those two different paths when you're talking about employment? Sure. So communication is a factor that seems to be affecting people who aren't working in the workplace. They're still remote and they want to go back to work because, like I said, for this, this study from SHRM, is that 80% of workers who do want to return cite communication as the most important factor. So they're getting a sense of the communication really isn't as strong when you're remote. And when you think about it, you probably have had, I know I have had a lot of Zoom meetings and a lot of um, teams meetings where you're you're seeing people on a screen. You know, you look like the Brady Bunch um, mm -hmm, in little yeah. squares. And it's certainly better than just talking to somebody on the phone. You have a phone conference with six people and it's like, eh, you, you can't see anybody. You, you don't know who's about to talk, who's about to speak. At least when you have somebody on the screen, you can see them. But even then, the body language, the you know, there are certain things about physically being 
in the same room with other people that that you get that you don't get when you're even on a, a video meeting. So a lot of a lot of workers that do want to return to work say that it's that interaction that they're missing, along with, like I said, a sense of belonging, a sense of collaboration. It's interesting because in my company, there are five of us, and we thought we communicated pretty well. But this this whole pandemic and this whole being forced to work remotely has actually forced us to become even better at communicating. Knowing that we aren't together, we've actually taken steps to improve our communication. So we think our communication is actually improved. But again, according to that SHRM survey, um, workers are saying communication is a key factor, along with that sense of belonging and collaboration. Well, being more efficient with your communication doesn't mean that you get it all the time. Because I, I can picture sure. what you're saying, that you're walking down the hallway and you have a water cooler conversation. And the next thing you know, you're, you're sharing a story about something you did at home. You know, I mean, there's, you may right. get a lot more communication. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's just that sense, there's that sense of camaraderie. You know, it's more than just belonging and collaboration, but the camaraderie, I mean, we still get together probably every other week just because we miss seeing each other. We'll get together and just have lunch and talk about, we won't even talk about work. We'll just talk about, you know, what everybody's been up to, what their kids are up to, what they did on vacation, take a walk and just be together because we miss that. So I think there's something to be said for that, for sure. Yeah. Can you talk about people's comfort level at this point in returning to a workplace? Sure. So that study done by the Society for Human Resource Management went on to talk a little bit about how people are comfortable and what's making people comfortable returning to work. And it's really an interesting comparison. So in June of 2020, there were about 30% of workers were comfortable going back to work in June of last year. This year, almost 50% are fully comfortable going back to work. So that's a pretty huge increase. And then too, um, when you look at people feeling uncomfortable, in June of 2020, only 12% of workers felt totally uh, uncomfortable going back to work. And that's not really a high number, given that was, you know, a year ago. But now it's, a, it's 5% or less. So most people have at least some comfort level in returning to work. And you know, what's driving that, what's driving that, that level of comfort returning to work. So 58% of workers believe that it's the quality of the personal protective equipment that is being provided by the company are making them feel comfortable. And by that, I'm talking about masks, gloves, face shields, you know, the shields that are up at the front desk, hand sanitizer, wipes. So when companies are returning to work, one of the things they can do to help keep their employees safe and also give them that comfort level is to provide quality protective equipment. So you're saying that uh, employers should provide that still um, to, to entice people to come back to work? Not necessarily to entice them. I mean, they, they, if, you're, if your policy is that you're going back to the workplace, that's what's happening. But you can, you can enhance 
the feeling of comfort, you know, and, and you do, you want to provide a safe workspace. So we've been talking about this and companies have been doing it, you know, for the past year as they've returned to work. But for those companies who are just starting to implement that return to the workplace, providing that protection is huge. Um, it goes a long way in making employees feel safe coming back to work. And also, you need to implement safety policies and procedures. That's the 52% of employees say that the, the policies and procedures are most important in helping them to feel safe. And by that, you know, I'm talking about things like health screening procedures. You know, when you go to a place and they give you that questionnaire to fill out or they take your temperature, um, you know, detailing cleaning procedures. You know, we have a procedure where every two hours everybody stops working and wipes everything down or, you know, um, restricting business travel, um, you know, directing traffic through the workplace, limiting the number of people that can be in a certain area at one time. Those sorts of policies and procedures also go a long way in making sure employees not just feel safe, but are safe. Well, and I'm glad you're bringing this up because I think a lot of people or many people, I don't have a number in front of me, but some people who can, who are hearing us now may think, well, we've been doing that for a long time. She's talking mm -hmm. about things that, that, you know, are like six months old, but we've got to right. remember for those of us who have been back in a workplace for quite some time, there are still people working at home. And that's what I'm talking about, because especially like you and I have spent a lot of time talking about working remotely, the challenges of working remotely, you know, the challenges employers are facing, but there are companies who are just now returning to work. And these are things that have been happening, especially, you know, in healthcare, those, those people stayed at work. There are a lot of manufacturing companies who stayed at the workplace. There are a lot of companies who never did go remote and they've been doing these things. And you know, and I know that when we go to the store, if you went to the supermarket, you were doing these things in the supermarket for the past year and a half. But there are businesses who are only now starting to go back to the workplace. And these are the things that they are doing and need to be doing to keep employees feeling safe and keep employees safe. Lisa Gard with us with specialized staffing and industry recruiters based here in Butler, but they reach far beyond and, and getting people jobs, but more importantly to them, filling the positions of their clients, which of course are the people who pay them. And we can always talk about this later, but I always bring it up every time I talk to you, Lisa, folks, if you're trying to find a job and if you work with Lisa and her company, you don't have to pay a dime because you're not technically the client. It's the, the her clients are again, the businesses who are paying her to fill these jobs. So it's, it's a win-win situation all around. So let me get back to uh, returning to the workplace, Lisa, and what mm -hmm. companies can do to help their employees to feel more comfortable if they're going to just finally come back to the office. There's something else that, again, you just mentioned, we're doing this in grocery stores. We're doing this if we're waiting in line at a movie. You have those little dots on the floor that keep your distance, you know. So we've been doing that. But you're saying for a workplace, you should probably establish some physical distancing measures. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. If you're only just now returning to work, which a lot of a lot of my customers are, um, so companies are doing things like staggering shifts. Um, they're staggering lunch breaks so that not everybody is in one place at the same time. Um, some companies are rotating weeks in the office, so 
You know, there may be certain people in each department working one week and then they work working one week in the office and then working remotely the next week. And then the, the other half of those departments are working, you know, so they're alternating those weeks in the office. Um, and a lot of companies have reconfigured their, their workstations. They've reconfigured their office to increase separation distance. So you're seeing, you're not seeing desks butted up against each other or you're seeing chairs in a waiting room um, that are further apart. I mean, we've been seeing this, but companies are now doing this who are returning uh, to the workplace. And I would have to say, again, I've told you this before, I don't wish a pandemic again or on anybody. I, I'm, you know, like everybody else, I didn't want to have to go pa- through the past year and a half, but we did. But I say that, but there are silver linings that have come out of that. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, do you, that, that you're giving people space within a work workplace? No, I agree with you 100%. And, and you know, that's why I say this, you know, in every, in every, bad situation and every bad circumstance something good comes out of it and there have been good things that have come out of this there have been a lot of bad but you know when you look at it right now there's so many of my customers at least who never would have even considered allowing people to work remotely and it's funny because when I started this company I worked from home And we've been doing this for a very long time, knowing that it's possible. As long as you have the right tools, the right people, um, there are certain, especially certain industries that are more conducive to remote work. And when you think about like what we do, we're recruiters. So our clients, the customers, the companies who work with us, we need to be available to them when they're working and most of them are working eight to five Monday through Friday. So we need to be available to our customers. But when you think about it, you're a working professional. If you want to work with us and you want us to help find you a new job and you're working, when do you have time to talk to us? You want to talk to us at lunchtime. You want to talk to us in the evening after work. So for years, we've been accustomed to being in the office between eight and five and then going home and working because we would talk to candidates at night. So now what we realize is we don't need to be tethered to brick and mortar. We don't need to be tethered to a desktop. As long as we have our technology, we can be available and we are available. I hate to say it, like 24-7, but we just don't need to be in a specific place. And we have the perfect team. I mean, everybody is an adult. Everybody knows what's expected of them. And I say that because one of the things employers need to do with their remote workforce is to set expectations to, you know, make sure everybody knows that you are expected to be available. You're expected to communicate when you're not available. You're expected to respond within a certain amount of time, those sorts of things. And as long as those expectations are there and you have reliable, mature, professional people working it is a, a win-win because people, I mean, work-life balance, for some people, they've never really had a taste of it, but now they're getting it. So, you know, one of the good things that has come of this, 
as, at least with the companies I work with, is that they're realizing people can be productive remotely and they're allowing that flexibility and it's actually improving the quality of life for a lot of people. Well, when you're talking about quality of life being improved, I would imagine that the work place would be um, improved as well with the quality of work because I'll I'll go back to giving space to people. I feel so Mm -hmm. much more comfortable in life that somebody is like six feet away from me or four (laughs) feet away from me, like in the grocery store, you don't have to butt your heart up against my, you know, body, you know, it's like you can give me two feet, you know? And so it just makes you feel more comfortable to know that I don't have to take up an entire room. I get that. But you know, you have a few (laughs) feet away from each other. You just feel more comfortable. And I'm wondering if that makes people more productive. I, I would have to think if you if you are more comfortable, you're happier and happier people are more productive. And it's funny that you say that you don't have to butt your cart up against my body because yeah, don't run into place, me. <laughs> the place I've noticed that is in the TSA line at the airport. <laughs> Seriously, I am so happy that I am not like crammed up against other people in the TSA line anymore. But um, I agree 100 percent. So that that's always a, a silver lining. Again, we don't wish a pandemic, yes. but there are silver linings that we can be happy with. Lisa Gard with Specialized Staffing and Industry Recruiters. Let me switch a little bit, if you don't mind, because I am wondering where we are right now. You know, what are we seeing in the marketplace? What kind of jobs are out there? You've said before that really it's a great time to find a job, but what kinds of jobs are available? So we are seeing a very strong job market across all industries right now. Manufacturing, there are several engineering opportunities right now that we're working on. Um, There are a lot of administrative positions, both in manufacturing as well as um, service industries. And by service, I'm talking about like financial services, retail services, business to business services, and also healthcare. We've got a number of front office positions available with different healthcare providers, but a lot of what we're doing is in manufacturing. And again, across all departments, we have positions in administration, finance, accounting, estimating, human resources, um, you know, manufacturing, engineering, customer service, logistics. I mean, we've got everything right now and we have full-time and part-time positions. We have positions that are project-based positions um, to fill in for spikes of business and for vacancies, but also we've got a lot of positions that our clients are looking to hire um, directly. So I'm always asking you the same question, it feels, because I am looking for that moment when the pendulum shifts, as we talked about before. (laughs) Are we still on the side of that pendulum that uh, people still aren't going back to work? What are you seeing? Because we've talked about before in the past where employers are saying we just can't seem to get people to fill these jobs. Yeah, we're still seeing that. We're still seeing employers struggling to find people to fill positions. But um, I I do see... somewhat of an increase in applicant flow, but it's not necessarily incoming applicant flow. What we do for our clients is we go out and we find people, and that's what we're doing right now. There there aren't lines of people beating down the door to find jobs right now, and I don't think you're going to see that for quite some time. Interesting. Specialized staffing and industry recruiters based right here in Butler. Um, And we will return, of course, to the final thoughts about the workplace. But anything else that you would like to share with us about specialized staffing and the help that you do offer both your clients and people looking for jobs? Sure. 
Yeah, I really appreciate, and I'll never stop thanking you enough for bringing up the fact that we do not charge a fee to candidates for our services. And one of the one of the big benefits we offer, especially to people who are currently working and looking to evaluate opportunities to make a move, um, is that we offer, you know, you have one conversation with us and we get to know what it is you're looking for, what your strengths are, what you bring to the table, what types of opportunities you're most interested in. And then we don't take up your time. When a position comes in that matches what you're looking for, you'll get a phone call. And if you have an interest in being introduced to the hiring managers, we introduce you to the hiring manager. We don't send your resume in through a search engine so that it's with a gazillion other resumes. We're actually picking up the phone talking directly to a hiring manager about what makes you such a rock star and getting you an audience with them. So, you know, whether you're working or not, this is a benefit. But I say that especially to working people because they don't have time to be conducting a job search. Now, if you're not working and you're looking for work, we definitely can help you as well. I mean, for obvious reasons, we've got lots of positions available. All you have to do is go to our website and take a look. And that website is thebestworkwithus.com. And I think there's such an advantage working with you because I've talked to people before where they say, well, I put out X number of resumes out there and I don't even get a phone call. Meanwhile, what you're describing is having that advantage of getting that audience with that potential employer. Absolutely. And I mean, we've got numerous opportunities and we will always call you with opportunities that match what we're looking for. I always like to say we're your free Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> show me the money, my friend. Show me the money. Yeah, All right, <laughs> Lisa, uh, let's just end our, our conversation on your final thoughts about returning to the workplace. Some people are enjoying it. Some people aren't, but companies are, are doing that. Yeah, it really is a mixed bag. We are seeing more and more companies you know, the, those companies who have not yet returned to the workplace are now doing that. And again, they're phasing that. And, and, you know, my final thoughts on this are that if you are still considering, if you, if you still can offer that flexibility, it, it's a great thing to do that because it is definitely attractive to employees to be able to still work remotely, even if it's just one day per week. But as you continue to return to the workplace, it's very important not to forget about those safety measures and to make sure you're keeping your employees safe, but that they're feeling safe and comfortable. Contact information, Lisa. Sure. Thebestworkwithus.com is the best way to take a look at our current opportunities, learn about what we do, and connect with us. But you can always call us at 724-287-8380, and you will get a human being. Lisa Gard. Yeah, that's always important too. Lisa Gard with uh, Specialized Staffing and Industry Recruiters. Of course, again, toll free. It's 866-240-5150. Thebestworkwithus.com is uh, the website you want to go to. Lisa, as always, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Tracy. And folks, thank you very much for joining us today for Let's Talk. If you would like to listen to this again, you can do that in its entirety on our website at WISR680.com. Pick programs, Let's Talk, and then look for specialized staffing and industry recruiters. With the Butler Radio Network, I'm Tracy Morgan. Thanks so much for joining us.